0: Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down with Aliyah Bosworth from Stylist. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, before we get started, I just would love for you, can you tell our listeners what Stylist is? Because you could probably explain it so much better than me, but I've heard amazing things about it. Carter went to your event last Friday, I think, and yes,
1: or pop was up on raving about the
0: bathing suits. She said they're like delicious.
1: Oh, she's so sweet. She we sweet. are super excited. It was actually the first time that we brought our product to Real Humans. We launched online uh, about a month ago. Um, and what Stylist is, or I'll say the origin of it was one of my co-founders, Chrissy, we were at a pool party together about two and a half years ago. And somebody turned around and said, Oh girl, your bra's showing underneath her swimsuit in the pool. And We kind of did the head jerk, like, "What? You're wearing a bra in the pool?" Yeah, and she said, "Oh gosh, I've always have done this, but it's obviously not made for the pool, so you got to give it a little squeeze, squeeze, right, (laughs) right, right. get out." But she's like, "It's been in pools, beaches, it's been around the world." Um, she has two little boys, and you know, for her, it was a modesty factor, and also just. A feeling supported factor under Mm -hmm. her swimsuit and we all thought like oh this has to exist and we started looking for it and we realized it doesn't exist so initially stylist started with developing a swim bra that gives you that amplification the support the lift I mean all of us are mothers and you know in our different stages of our our lives and you know your body evolves and changes and we celebrate that at stylist but most of us wouldn't go to the grocery store without a bra on. Right. Like, why are we in a pool? Without right. A right. Bra? Why does this not exist? Right. So once we started going down that, um, Rabbit hole, I'll say, of developing the swim bra, we realized from our backgrounds in fashion that what women really want is the full look at the pool. The same way you would go shopping for an evening look or a workout look, there is no centralized place that really kind of puts together a look that works from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., which is on the weekends or on vacation, how often your number of hours that you're in your swimming right. suit.
0: Yeah, especially down here. Yeah, and then
1: you're buying like a cute cover up, but it's silky and it gets wet and it's ruined or you spill something on it. It's just, it's precious. Mm-hmm. So we started looking at this fabric that's actually amazing. It's yummy. It feels like lotion on your body.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what Carter said. It's
1: called Boost and we're obsessed with it. And we made cardigans and wraps and um, shaper swimwear out of this Boost that really smooths, amplifies lifts. And when you really look at the market, you'll find either things that are super fashion, right? Like... I can name some brands that we all love that like you just want to put on your body, but you don't... It's not necessarily doing you any favors.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't look like the girls on Instagram. Or, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're
1: like, that's cute, but not for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you find, you know, shapewear type things, which are dusty, right? Yep. So we're like, what if we took the miracle suit and we like dusted it off and put it on the runway? Yeah, like, so Like, what smart. would that look like? Could we marry those both? Right. So that was our initial challenge to ourselves. And our collection now, we call it body boosting swimwear. We developed it as a system. So there's a first layer. Swim bras, we did a swim bodysuit, and also high waisted compression panty. Mm-hmm. If you just want a little bit around the stomach, and this or is the all what you, you wear under the bathing suit. You wear it underneath the bathing suit. And then um, a line of more fashion forward swimwear made out of boost fabric. So technically, you could wear it without that first layer. I right. mean, it is, it's got great recovery. This is not going to lose its shape after three washes. Um, but once you put the bra underneath, it's going to be life changing. So, and then the third part of the system, we call it the compliment chaser. It's that finisher. So it's the boost wrap that's wet, dry. Um, it's the cardigan. So if you want SPF coverage, we heard a ton on Friday, like I'm on the boat. right. Uh, I just don't want that much sun or I'm out at the kiddie pool all Mm -hmm. day long. So it's actually a wet, dry cardigan, super cute, cropped. You wear it right over a swimsuit. Um, it looks like a full
0: look. Yeah. It doesn't look like a pool look. That's so cool. So give a, tell us a little bit about your background, because you obviously have a background in fashion. I do. I, well, I'm
1: originally from Wisconsin. I'm the oldest of seven kids, and wow. everybody else moved to Chicago, and I was like, I'm not going to Chicago. Yeah. I'm going to New York. So I moved out. It's so funny, like, people will ask me about this now. And I'm like, I don't know that I would suggest that a 21-year-old moves to New York with no job, no money. Yeah, are <laughs> like, I'm point. doing it. Yeah, I literally, like, shipped some boxes to a friend and was like, I'll be there next weekend. Yeah. I'll, I told my parents, like, I'll send you my mailing address, Right, basically. right, right, right. Um, and I hit the pavement, and at that time, you actually printed out resumes, mm-hmm. and you'd walk in places. Right. My first job ended up being at Vanity Fair and I worked for not a f-
0: bad first job. It was not about doing first job. but <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was I was working for the fashion director and she was like from Elizabeth Saltzman and I credit her for really teaching me the business of fashion um, and also giving me a chance. Mm-hmm. I think my whole career there's so many people that I can name that have taken a risk. On me, I always say like I never had the same job twice mm-hmm. in my career, and I'm really grateful for that training. But I think she really hired me because I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I pronounced mew mew mew, mew, me, and <laughs> she's like, "Okay, girl, I can treat, I can teach you from but the I ground feel like up."
0: Sometimes it's almost. I remember when I first I used to work for Lululemon in their management department, and I got hired with. I was like, I've never sold anything. They were like, "Good, we can train you."
1: And so yeah, Like, I we think don't think have to untrain better.
0: your dumb stuff. Well,
1: a lot of people that she was interviewing. I think, came from fashion backgrounds or had parents that came from fashion backgrounds, so they weren't willing to be in a windowless room all day long right. checking in samples. Right. You know, and I was like, I... I literally called my job shipping and receiving. Mm-hmm. I would check in all the samples from all the brands, but it's, by the way, how I learned about every designer and every brand. And it was my responsibility to make sure they came back from the photo shoot and went back to Gucci or Dior or wherever in the same condition. Right. So imagine being on, like, a cover shoot for Vanity Fair. Yeah. And a box from Christian Dior I think arrives. about it all the time,
0: actually. <laughs>
1: it's like, no, but here's me, like, from Wisconsin on a photo shoot with, like... You know Jennifer Aniston and these photographers. My eyes are like so big. I yeah. was like never seen a celebrity in my life, and they're like, "Okay, this box is arriving from Christian Dior. It is taller than you. There is a dress suspended in the inside. It is couture. It is worth more than your life. Right. It needs to come back to us like this." And the photographer is telling Jennifer Aniston, "Just run into the ocean, darling." Oh my just gosh! Run. I'm like, no, no, she can't go in the ocean. <laughs> she can't go in the ocean. Oh my gosh! Um, I have some crazy. Like all from I, c- those I days, just but- keep seeing
0: images of Devil weird Prada.
1: It actually kind of was my life. When I saw the movie, I'll just put it this way, I cried. Yeah. I didn't laugh, I <laughs> cried. I was like, too close, too yeah, soon, yeah. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. um, But no, it was great. I, I mean, I went on from there to work at a couple other magazines. I worked for Joe Z. He's um, a big fashion you know, icon in the industry. And then I also went on to work at Elle magazine. My co-founder is Joanne. Well, I'll start with Joanne's background. She and I sat desk to desk at Elle magazine in a, also a windowless room um and that's where we first met It was over 15 years ago and we've been best friends ever since yeah and so she went on to work at harper's bazaar where she actually just recently left and she's widely credited for building harpersbazaar.com to this global media property oh amazing back from the day when it was like a blog right and when we were in magazines print was king it was like oh, who cares do whatever you want online yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like do you no feel one's that looking people at people are
0: it. looking online as much as they're looking at print or more more okay I think print
1: we talk about this all the time and like we have such a soft spot for magazines. So you know, I, know. I love to like get it and flip through yeah. it. I think there'll always be print publications that exist for art
0: sake, and but we're seeing them dwindle every day. And they're really expensive, and I get why. Yeah. But I picked one up at Whole Foods the other day and like threw it on the thing. I think it was like a coastal living because my friend Courtney was in it for a hotel she did here. And it was fourteen ninety nine. dollars yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I know. You're like, Courtney, I love you, <laughs> by yeah. the way. I, like, took I really a picture love and sent you. it to her. I was like, <laughs> I got your magazine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they'll always, they'll always exist as a companion piece. Um, so Joanne really like, grew up in editorial. And then Chrissy McCurdy is our third co founder, the one who's wearing the bra in the pool. And she started at Ralph Lauren and Saks. So she's more on the product side. Got it. Um, She went through their whole training program and merchandising programs. And then she worked in a private label um, company that focused on sleepwear. So we're kind of a trifecta of editorial marketing. After editorial, I left, actually. And I went to Ann Taylor for seven years as chief style and marketing director. And so I kind of caught my teeth on retail Mm -hmm. um, and just really... I like to say you get a report card every day when you're in retail. Mm And editorial, now it's a little different, but back then it was, you you were the aspiration for people, but you weren't necessarily held accountable for sales Mm -hmm. or creating things that people would buy at a
0: mass. Um, So you were kind of like, you were shipping off to, for people to wear and shoots and stuff is that at Ann taylor yes no okay i I worked for other stores got it
1: so i kind of flipped to the other side where it's like people are like hey that's great that you want to shoot it like that but no one's wearing it like that right right so then you start really getting in touch with like how women really dress and their needs so true and i think that's where the solution side of stylists came from and all of our brains was tapping into that Mm -hmm. you know i'd go back to wisconsin and people would be like oh i loved what you did on that like shoot and you say like oh well it was clipped in the back we cut this out yeah. like all the things you couldn't see so like you actually couldn't really wear it like that right it was it's the aspiration I do think in the world we need that we yeah. need the inspiration the aspiration yeah but when it comes down to like I'm opening my closet it's staring at me I'm staring back at it what the heck am I wearing today I think about this all the time you need like <laughs> real ideas that work right and that's
0: really what we've built stylist on that's so cool so how did you guys just because a lot of our listeners the more we get into this are so interested and in, people starting businesses and all that. Like, how did you guys structure your your business with three people? Just because I have been in a part, my old studio was a partnership. And then I opened this just on my own after she bought me out. And then Carter and I opened Cycle together. And like starting a partnership is not the easiest thing. I mean, not in a bad way, but there's a lot of cheese. There is. (laughs) There is. And I
1: think, you know, we're still finding our way. I don't know that there's any like silver bullet to that. I think a few things. Well, the positives are I have a four-month-old. Joanne has a three-year-old and Chrissy has two boys that are in elementary school. I think about this every day. I don't think I could do this by myself.
0: Yeah. I don't even think I could
1: do it with one other person. Right. We are all kind of maxed out and we're so lucky to have you know three people that are invested in it. Um, we kept it really simple. We were like, we're splitting it evenly. Yeah. We're obviously, we have friends and family investors right now. We're looking um, to increase that mm-hmm. just based on the traction we've gotten. And we'll have to figure out what that looks like. But between the three of us, we each have different core competencies. And I think we're all really good at saying like, okay, now that we've gotten this far, we all can't be involved in everything anymore. Right. And that's really hard sometimes to like let go of some things. Yeah. But it's the only way that you'll grow.
0: Yes. So what's your role? Mostly. So I oversee marketing
1: in I'll say marketing in a nutshell. Joanne and I both do creative and social, um, and PR just because she has a wide network mm-hmm. in that world too. Um, and obviously we always give Chrissy visibility and then vice versa. Joanne's also more involved in the product side with Chrissy and then they'll give me visibility at key milestones. They both are based in
0: Millbrook, New York. I know I was going to ask, do they live here? So they
1: don't. Um, We all lived in New York City at one time. I moved to Charleston during COVID and they were in the city and both had weekend houses in Millbrook. Chrissy made the move first but they live probably a couple miles away from each other now so they have an office up there
0: you're like so, hey what about me we're, yeah we're on,
1: we're literally on a text chain that is 24 hours a day oh, I yeah. feel like I am <laughs> yeah I get that um but yeah I mean it would be great to be in one spot we are also doing like a traveling road show they were here for the pop-up last week we're going to Dallas next week fun we're doing Greenwich Connecticut this summer New York City um so one in Millbrook Palm Beach, and um, you just
0: hook up with different clubs there, like swim clubs, or not necessarily.
1: Some of them are at private. We've. I'm so surprised people have come out of the woodwork to say like, I want to host this at my house. Yeah, <laughs> people love to do that. Um, it was. It's so generous. Yeah. So we're kind of it, try, testing out a lot of different things. And Palm Beach will probably do a hotel during resort season. Um, if anyone has ideas about great markets, mm-hmm. we are so open. We're learning a
0: lot, um, but it's really fun. It's and then. So you sell online right now? We do. And that's, you're not, are you in any stores? We are not. We
1: are not. Is that something you guys want to do? Um, We do. Yes. I think for us too, going back to the team, we are, you know, very small and mighty right now. And we recognize that in order to do that well, we would need to have a wholesale person. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're looking at that, maybe a test in the back half of the year, but probably next spring. Yeah. But we've had we have a major retailer that's very interested. That's so awesome. We're super excited. It's like one of those things over you're like, I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I'm terrified of oh,
0: all the things. This, that is, come this like- is what I this is like I waver all the time. I'm like, I want to grow, I wanna grow, I wanna grow. And my husband's like, okay, let's do it. This is the year. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I'm like, because you know, if you let go of something, then thing someone else, it's your baby.
1: Yeah. And it's also, I feel like, just from what I've heard about the works from, it's so funny, when I mentioned we were doing a partnership to two people on Danny Island, um, one of my good friends was like, I'm obsessed with them. How have you never been there? I'm like, I don't know. I have to come with you. But the community that you create is also uh, directly because of you, right? right? And your personality and the energy you bring. And everyone that's talked to me about you before I met you, that's how they described you. So in your head, you have to think, as you grow, you can't be everywhere. Well, that's
0: the thing. And like, literally, I'm not scalable. Yeah. If you're an investor and you're listening, stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's But it exactly. scares the shit out of me. I mean, we have like, ta- we, I mean, we talk about this so much and Carter's like, we can do it. And I'm like, and she, and not that it matters, she's, you know- nine years younger than me and like yeah. I think she does have a different mindset this is the only industry I've ever been in and like I was like one of the first people to open a studio on King Street before boutique fitness was a thing and like yeah. you know you look at like what SoulCycle's done I mean they've killed it yeah and I was I've listened to so many podcasts with them and I, I think like I'm like, but I have to train the people and there has to be a culture.
1: You have to find your tribe. And if I've learned anything in a short period of time, it's that we have all these things in our business plan, the business model that was put together for us by our CFO. And it's like, okay, in August, 2023, you'll have a marketing person. Okay, I think I found somebody last week who is quitting their job. I'm like, you got to just... Bring them on totally. when you find them because you don't find those people every day.
0: Who's your, and so go back to your CFO because yeah. I think this is what I need. <laughs> is this someone besides outside of the three of you?
1: Yeah. So we work with this company in New York that basically, I'll call it a, for lack of a better way of explaining it, um, a Chinese menu of services for startups. Got it. Fashion startups specifically, but they do work with some brands outside of that. And they have a financial arm, they have a sourcing arm, they have a marketing arm. So you can kind of figure out what you don't have and they're an extension of your team. So he has other clients, but for all intents and purposes, he is part of your team. Yeah, exactly. That's so amazing. Exactly. For now. Yeah. You know, I think I say when you find someone who's smart and talented in your tribe, grab them and find them. You'll find the right thing for them to do. But also don't be afraid to outsource things like that. Yeah. You don't have to have everyone on your team immediately.
0: That's Um, such great advice. And the other thing I feel like like I need to have everyone in my arms. Yeah. And I don't.
1: You don't. (laughs) I don't. You don't until until, you know, the hands raised and you're like, okay. I'm either overusing this person or financially it makes more sense
0: to bring them on staff. Right, that's what I did with her, with Carter, not with Lindsay, but I would love to have her on staff too, but (laughs) she's busy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's another way we're thinking about it. We're already looking at bringing our site manager on board because it just doesn't make sense. We're like, we need you full time, you know? So I think things will come up like that. The only other thing I would say is because I've started three businesses in the past and I've always started them with this like mentality that people like talk about all the time. Like just do it. You can, anyone can start a business. I'm not saying that anyone can not start a business, but I never got funding.
0: Right. And that is why it
1: did not work because I was bootstrapping it and I couldn't scale quick enough Mm -hmm. before I either burned out or I couldn't afford to do what I was doing. You're
0: my new mentor. I can't even speak. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think when we went into stylus, it's the, the thing I said to Christy and Joanne is I've done this before. If we're not going to get proper funding for it, we shouldn't do it because we're going to kill ourselves and people are going to be excited about it.
0: And all of a sudden we're going to run out of money. Yep. And how do you know how much product to order? I mean, that, like, <laughs> that like blows was, my mind. So we, we got so excited
1: about Charleston that we put this purchase order from our warehouse down to ship down all this product to my garage, by the way. And we're all looking at it, we're like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And then it arrives and it was, oh my gosh, it was overwhelming amount of stuff. And we're like, okay, if we sold through all of this, what would that look like? And our ops person writes us back. It was like $300,000 worth of merchandise. I was like, okay, we brought way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a great day. We need to be our own best editors. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And now that's what I'm doing after the podcast is going home to tape up 32 boxes and send it down.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, that is what you do in the beginning too. Anyone that thinks it's like, sees the pictures and is like, oh, glamorous, I'm going to be a founder. Yeah. I'm in, back in shipping and receiving. Yeah, we like Joanne was like, "I'm back in my fashion assistant days." So I'm like, "Get those shoes off. Yeah, put on a sensible sneaker. Right, yeah, we're gonna be here. <laughs> your back's gonna hurt. Yeah, like we were in my garage for two days setting up for on. But you know, when you're doing it for yourself, I think it's different. Totally. Um, I'm sorry, I lost, I lost your initial question. No, I just I, I were just talking said about funding. Like, oh, how
0: much merchandise? To yeah, order. I mean, because you get, you know, did so you you found a supplier who or yes. someone who would make your product?
1: Yes. So there's minimums. Okay there's a minimum amount of each style and color that you need to order and so right now we're at the minimums which is the most expensive yeah. So actually producing more right like if we went into wholesale it would help us it totally would benefit us yep um so we, yeah you just have to think about all of those things but we have we have a decent amount of product now but we feel we feel good about it yeah um, not shipping it all to Charleston then to Dallas yeah but that's awesome um, though yeah and the, you, you said are. it was
0: received really well on Daniel Island. It was. It yeah. was.
1: We, we met our goal. We actually exceeded our goal, which was great. Yeah. Um, and it's just so important to get product in front of people when it's been in your head for two years. And anecdotally, we all have different body types. Mm-hmm. We have all tried it on and given our own feedback and had friends try it on and things like that. But it's amazing when someone comes in that doesn't know you and gives you that like straight feedback. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. I say feedback is kindness at this point. Yeah. You know, nothing is gonna be a silver bullet the first time you right you do it. There's always room for improvement. And a lot of the feedback we heard, we've already changed for resort. Um, but and then swim's tough, right? Because yeah. swim is probably one of the most hardest thing, one of the most hardest categories that women shop
0: for. Because they're judging their bodies, or because it's like seasonal or because
1: well, with Especially with swim bras, if you liken it to bras, it's really hard because a lot of women don't buy the right size and bras are not standardized. So if you go to five different stores, you're going to be a different size in mm-hmm.
0: each,
1: right? So I've never known how to bra- buy a bra. Fit because I've literally hard.
0: worn sports bras my whole career. Yeah. Like people laugh at me, <laughs> like Stacey, my friend that owns handbags. Well, we have a
1: swim bra that is, that, that there's no wire on. It kind of looks like a sports bra. Oh,
0: maybe I need it. You might, Stacey's you like, might you like, like, you have that. to have a bra. This is ridiculous, it's embarrassing. Yeah, so, So, but you can get measured. (laughs) I need to. Um, But yeah, I would say
1: it's, it's hard because of that factor. And yeah, you're, you're critical of yourself. Mm -hmm. You're also trying things on in a very unflattering situation most of the time, which is why actually we do a seven day free trial on our site of the entire site. So it's seven days free from the day that the box arrives at your house. Right try it on in your bedroom in your mirror have a in glass your of lighting, wine. like <laughs> all of that I mean I just find like going into a fitting room with like terrible overhead lighting you're like this is
0: not my best song. yeah <laughs> I've always thought that about I don't shop there anymore not there's anything wrong with it but Victoria's Secret when I was younger like yeah and I was like this lighting is casting shadows that do not I do yeah. not believe exist I'm 18 <laughs> well do you know what's
1: so funny is there's somebody that um, was giving us some like, really generous advice about our trunk shows, who is the fashion director of a major, major retailer, and he's been around in fashion and seen everything. And his number one piece of advice was at your pop-ups, if you do them inside, buy pink light bulbs mm. for everywhere. Apparently, I have pink light bulbs in there. Apparently, it's the most flattering it's light. It's
0: beautiful. It makes sense. It's soft.
1: It's, yes, it softens everything. Yeah. And Tom Ford once told me on a photo shoot, that you need to have light coming from different planes because mm. that is the most
0: flattering. Smart. Which I
1: was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If it's just coming from one direction.
0: Yeah. It's like terrifying. It's like a
1: spotlight somewhere. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's true. I think I got a put, lot of lighting
1: tricks. I know. You. I think I'm going <laughs> to put pink lights in my
0: bathroom actually. So I know, you're a new mom I am and a you kind of touched mom. on this a little bit and you just moved here. Did you yes. have, did you know anyone you moved here? Um, Jamie, my husband knew a friend from childhood, but
1: other than that, no,
0: but you've made friends.
1: Yes, I will tell you, Daniel Island is probably the most welcoming community. I call it the expat community. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I thought we were like moving south, and like yeah. someone is going to like bring me like a peach pie. Yeah. On my, no, on my, I, I know that sounds so <laughs> crazy, but yeah. I haven't heard
0: once. Well, I have one friend who has a southern accent. Yeah. Everyone
1: else is like, "Oh, I'm from California. I'm from New
0: Jersey." Yeah, I'm, it's true. So I was like, That's and there was so a crazy. there's a big wave of people that moved down here during COVID too. Yeah. Um. So, how are you balancing like? the new mom, the launching of the business, because it seemed like it all kind of happened because four months, that's a baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She is a babe. Um, Lily, Lillian, Lillian, you know, can go on a road show.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it's funny. A lot of our friends on Daniel Island have kids that are like elementary, middle school, high school. So it's funny because in New York, um, a lot of my friends were just having babies in their forties, you know, similar to me. And yeah. here it seems like Everyone has older kids, so they're dying to be with the baby. So yes. like I have people knocking down my door, like, can I just hold her? Yeah. Are you around later? Do you wanna go grocery shopping? Yeah. I can just watch her. No, I literally it's like, like <laughs> laid in bed with my
0: older son last night, who's not I mean he's eight, he's not that old, but and I just like rubbed his skin, I think to a point where he felt uncomfortable. was <laughs> like he's like, All right, I'm gonna go to sleep. Just, I was like, can you stop growing?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I actually have 19 and 22 year oh, old step-sons, right. too. And the 19-year-old lives with us. He's a senior at Philip Simmons. And I took my husband's out of town. I took him and Lillian to Little Jack's Tavern last night. Never been there. So his good. name's Jack. So I was like, we're going to go to Little Jack's yeah. Tavern. And he was pushing the stroller. And the man who was working there thought it was his son. You're like... <laughs> I was like, let me clarify yeah, for this you is quickly not- <laughs> this situation. <laughs> yeah, um, But no, I mean, the balance... I'll give credit to my co-founders has been a lot easier than I think it would be if I had a nine to five job that I was working. Um, I don't have childcare on Mondays and Fridays and I I do what I can do. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes she's on a zoom call with me. Um, They both have kids and like everyone's super understanding of sick kids, a doctor's appointment, things going on. And also it's the benefit of three of us. Mm -hmm. Um, We always talked about creating a culture where we actually want to hire moms and and be a supportive environment. Our ops, we have a freelance ops person who's actually a woman, which is like really unheard of Mm -hmm. in operations. And she also has a five month old baby. And she called me yesterday and was like, listen, um, the school shut down on Friday, like indefinitely. And I don't have childcare. I'm super confident that I can get everything done, but I just might not be able to be on when you guys need me. And I was like,
0: it's fine. Yeah.
1: We'll figure it out. It's life. It's life. Yeah. But I think when you have a regular, I don't want to say a regular job, but yeah. in many jobs that are more traditional, that's a really hard situation. It is. To figure out. It like is. People aren't as understanding if you have a kid sitting on your lap. Yeah. You know, or sick kids. On you your know. Zoom. And yeah. Um, so that has made it easier. I mean, I've always been a really, really driven worker, which is why- That's why you're my mentor. I didn't have- <laughs> I had kids, a kid late in life. Yeah. I'm going to be 42 in May.
0: Um, I wouldn't say that's late like, in life.
1: Well, I got married late in life, too. Yeah. Jamie and I got married when we moved here. We were supposed to get married during COVID in Italy, and like our plans got foiled. I feel like then. that happened
0: to so many people.
1: It just was what it was. We yeah. got married downtown Charleston, just the four of us, with my stepsons. It was actually awesome. Yeah. We had a photographer. It was great. Someday we'll redo it.
0: I had my second wedding was very small. It was just us on a dock. Yeah. It was great. And like our immediate family. Yeah. It was perfect.
1: Yeah. It was great. Yeah. You know, if you had asked me if I want that, I was like, no, I've been dreaming about my wedding my whole life. But it actually was like such a beautiful day. I've done it both
0: ways. That's a good way.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was great. So, you know, for me, I just, I think it was hard at first. Like when I first had her, well, one, we were launching, we launched in March. So I had her in December and they definitely were like, take the month. And I like, it was very hard for me to stay yes. away. I, well,
0: Carter's pregnant. And I feel like that's, she's going to be like that. She's like, I mean, I'll be back. I'm like, just chill. Yeah. Breathe woman. Yeah. Like we got this, you know, yeah. like we've, I've been here, I've owned businesses and had babies and you know, yeah. Um, the building's still going to be standing. Yeah. We're good, months. girl. We're good. When, yeah. what's your baby's birthday? December 19th. Okay. My son's December 6th, but his due date was oh. December 19th. Oh yeah.
1: Well, it was actually December 22nd and I literally went so like USC I was like, I need, I'm having the baby today. Yeah, I like, this is <laughs> scheduled it. in an induction. This is happening. And then they were too busy every single day. I scheduled an induction on the 17th and they kept sending me home and I just went and I was like,
0: I- I'm here and I'm not
1: leaving. Yeah.
0: When you get to the end, <laughs> it's so, I never went longer. Let's see. I don't think I ever had it carried a baby longer than 37 weeks. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Coastal Collective. Coastal Collective is the best in town when it comes to skincare and wellness. They have the newest and most effective lasers to tone, tighten, and brighten the skin. They of course have the usual Botox and fillers you would expect at a medical spa, but evaluate each client based on their own personal needs. If you've been there already, then you know, this ain't your mama's Medi-Spa. Use the code, THEWORKS, for 15% off any service. Yes, 15% off Botox. What? Who wouldn't want to take advantage of this offer? Head to their website, coastalcollectivechs.com or at coastalcollectivechs on Instagram to check out what they have and book your appointment. I think too, like what's interesting talking about like motherhood and work and balance is, people are always like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't like I've helped. Right. Or I work with all these amazing women who are like, I get it. You You just don't
1: get things. Yeah. Everything checked off your list every day. I, that's very hard for me is I look at the list at the end of the day and some days it is blown up and I have done one thing off of it. Yeah. I think it's also just managing like bandwidth, like what realistically Mm -hmm. can you do? And if you can't do it, now, or we can't do it now as a business, the opportunities will still be there in different right. ways.
0: Right. Next month, six months from now. Right. If it's meant to be, you know,
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's just looking at, and this is how we've gotten, it's like triage. It's like what one idea is going to give us the most, whatever, mm-hmm. awareness, maximum effect right now, because there might be 50 great ideas coming your way, but if you can't execute them well, they not that great
0: anyway. And that's so, and that's so true. Cause we've had so many different opportunities and I have a, a business mentor and I went with him with this idea. I was like this great idea. And I like told him all about it. He's like, why are you wasting your time? Mm-hmm. He's like, that's not going to, he's like the bottom line of that is just literally a waste of time. He's like, sounds cool. He's like, but it's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And that was like such an aha moment for me. You know, it's like, that doesn't do anything. So why am I going to do that?
1: Well, I think that's the other thing. It's like, For anyone that has a business, it's
0: like looking at
1: like actually measuring things and seeing where you're getting results versus what I like to call internal PR, Mm -hmm. Um, which if you have investors, you need some of that. Like, you know, we were in this print publication because there is like a, I'll call it social validation credibility factor to being, you know, in certain places. But a lot of things... The optics are really good, mm-hmm. but it's not really doing anything for you. Like, right. did you get a new person to walk in your studio? Or did you sign up somebody for a monthly membership? Yep. Or if, if it's all just optics, yep. how many of those things
0: do you need? Right. That's true. And, and it's so, because that's such a sexy thing, it's so easy to right. get caught up in that and be like, put so much energy into that right. and not energy into right. like, people walking through your door. Yeah.
1: You'll get people like throwing hammock over the fence. Like it'd be so awesome if you did a partnership with this like celebrity. And then you look at the stats of like a lot of those partnerships and they really like, it's either not your same audience. Mm -hmm. That's what I always like to go back to is like, who's our target audience is are we reaching this person? Are we helping her life? Are we adding value in some way to her life by doing this? Mm -hmm. If not, it's pass.
0: Yep. Yep. That's good. Very good advice.
1: It's hard, but
0: yeah, it's like it helps keep everyone
1: focused, especially with multiple, multiple partners doing different things in different lanes at all times. Getting, you know, we're lucky enough to have an interesting network of people that do want to help. Yeah. So evaluating the opportunities, you know, it helps put some guardrails around that.
0: Too. Totally. Um, have you guys ever thought about opening like your own brick and mortar?
1: I think it would be a dream one day. Again, I think it has to make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not 100% right now that that's the most efficient way to grow. Yeah. I think what's, what I think, even just judging from this Friday, is interesting is developing out this pop up model in a scalable way. Mm-hmm. And also looking at connecting with personal stylists in mm-hmm. all these different markets and bringing them into our fold. Nobody's really put together a market place of personal stylists, Mm -hmm. um, a new brand has at least, where they can network, they can connect with each other, and they also have access to our line um, and they're incentivized to sell it. Right. So in a different way that you look at like an Avon model, for example, I do think this like peer-to-peer selling is, we are a high touch brand. We saw that on Friday. Um, And that means like people want to actually touch it? No, high touch in the sense that it's so interesting because coming from New York, when you go shopping, most people are like, I'm fine. I'll let you know if I need a size. Mm, okay, okay. I think outside of New York City, people are coming because they're like, what do you think I should wear? Mm-hmm. Like, give me some ideas. Yeah. Or what would you put together for me knowing that this is my challenges or this is what I want to amplify or this is what I want to highlight. So it's that like one-on-one selling mm-hmm. from a trusted whether it's a person or a resource. So I think for us, that's going to be the nut to crack is figuring out
0: how do we make those experiences happen. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so true because I think about like when I buy jeans, like I'm always like, they're like high waist, stretchy, slimming on the front, lifts the butt. I'm like, that's my jean, (laughs) you know? Right, that's for you. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's the thing though,
1: as you, I don't want to say as you get older, but it is as you get older, whether it's like, you know, 20 to 25 Mm -hmm. or 20 to 60 you know what works on your body. And the number one thing I say to women is like, it kind of doesn't matter what the trends are. Mm-hmm. Forget the trends. And everyone's like, this is in. Yeah. Like people are like, what's in? What's in is what looks good in your body. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston is my favorite example because she always wears the same thing. Mm-hmm. She's wearing that white wife beater mm-hmm. with like a Damn, slim she looks pair good. of jeans and a tailored blazer. Mm-hmm. And guess what? In her world, that's always in. Yep. What's in is what complements your body mm-hmm. and what makes you look your best. So if that's flare jeans, who cares if the 70s, someone's writing about the 70s now or not. Right wear what looks better on you is always going to be better than chasing after a trend.
0: Yep. I think that's really great advice too. Cause I've seen some, I've, I've worn some questionable outfits in my day.
1: I think (laughs) we all have,
0: we all have. I see it on someone. I'm like, I think that, I think I should wear that,
1: but it's almost like a breath (laughs) of fresh air when you kind of just can like clean out your closet and say like, Totally. I love you, but you don't work for me. Yes. You're
0: going to a different home. Yes, totally. (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with that. So just, you know, speaking about bathing suits, kind of how we said that's one of the hardest markets. And just like being in my industry, I work with so many women and like I have so many intimate conversations with women after they've had babies or, you know, they've put some weight on or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever they're going. Bodies are changing, you know, like what does that look like? Because I think the conversation is so much louder now, which I love, like Mm -hmm. about like body inclusivity, um, if that's the right terminology. So how do, how do you guys work with that?
1: I mean, for us, well, if you just look at the three of our co-founders, we are all vastly different body sizes and shapes, um, which I think along the development, all of us weighed in on mm-hmm. like you know, even, it's so funny because I I am not blessed in the chest. Um, I was when I was pregnant and I was like, maybe these guys are staying. Yeah. And then they did it. They said, see ya. Yeah. They were like, we're out of here. Yeah. Um, but both my co-founders are like double Ds. And so when we were developing it, everything was skewing more towards like assuming that the woman who would be interested in this had a chest mm-hmm. and really wanted that support. And I kept saying like, but when you're my size, you just want to look like you fill things out right right you know and so we kind of bought heavier into the larger sizes and what we saw on Friday was so many we didn't even do an a cup but now we are going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so many A's and Bs, like I just want a little lift. Mm-hmm. Like I I maybe have a straighter body shape. And, you know, I've always said this and they would laugh at me. Like, I was like, I don't really wear one piece because I look a little masculine. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm so straight. It just I wish I had the curves, right? You always want what you don't have. Of course. I mean, that's like the moral of the story. Right. But when we were developing it, you know, all three of us were really. It was really top of mind to make sure that we were covering off on many different body types. I was a stylist for many years in magazines, and I've been in more closets than you can imagine and heard all of those intimate stories. Yep. And really, I think all of us understand what it takes to make a body, whether it's a straight body, a body with curves, a top-heavy mm-hmm. body, a bottom-heavy body- look really good mm-hmm. and that was kind of the checkbox when we did fittings um our claire which i think we now call it the sculpting tank swimming suit we named it after claire a fit technician because she fit it for ten thousand hours oh, wow. this one suit like over the course of two years
0: like we wore f- it for ten thousand hours no all the oh. fittings
1: put together oh, like was, how many adjustments we've made on said. it with the factory with yeah. claire back and forth yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. back and forth to get to this fit um so that it looked i'll say universally flattering um it is very important to us. We actually shot our campaign on Marquita Pring. Um, if you have not seen her, she was in Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. She is a stunning, stunning, stunning woman who is probably twelve, fourteen. Um,
0: but I think I do. I think I do follow her. She's. I mean. A babe. Sex on a stick. I'm going to have to check her out.
1: I hate to say it like that, but Markita. Yeah,
0: you're looking good. We're we're all, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're all following you. Um, And then another really gorgeous girl named Lauren Searle out of LA too. And both of them have what I'll call like an average real woman's body. Yeah. We did not specifically, we did not want, and we never will, shoot swim on runway models because- again, going back to like the inspiration aspiration, that's not where you look for ideas on like how will that fit me. Right. And that's what we want to be. We want women to see it on other women. Um, we shoot on our site. We actually have like a real women, we call it shop Instagram now, but we're changing the name, um, a real women carousel. And we just keep adding to it. Oh, cool. So oh, I love that. So the more people that come to trunk shows and try stuff on, we're like, can we put you up? Yeah. So you can see, a mix of diversity, age, body ranges, and see all the different types of suits yep. and cover-ups and, like, full looks. Yep. So you can actually, like, say, like, okay, that looks like something I would wear, and it looks good on
0: that, her. I she has I love a chest, that when they do that. Like, Skims does that. hmm yeah, it's so smart.
1: Yeah, and I think that's how that's how people shop today. I mean, how many people shop off Instagram or follow someone because they can relate, I call it yep. like the attractive stranger to them. Yeah. It's like, I'm kind of like you. I have two kids. Like, yeah. There's probably like a, an element of like, uh, you know, the Instagram magic right. that people pour over their pictures. But, you know, I follow a mix of people that yep. are more magical and some that are more real. Um, but a lot of people that you follow, it's like you follow them because you're like, she is my my size. I like her style, mm-hmm. and I mean that's it edits it for you. Yeah, right. It's just like okay, I need a dress for a wedding. Yeah, that looks good on her. I'm gonna make an estimated guess. It might look good on me. We're about the same size. Do
0: you guys have you sold a lot from Instagram? Oh yeah, I bet.
1: Oh yeah, and that's why you know you mentioned earlier that someone that works with you wasn't seeing her body size mm-hmm. on our Instagram. So when we launched our Instagram, we were very heavy on painting sort of like the mood of the brand. And we're just getting into, and, and Joanne brought up the other day, she's like, when I go to her Instagram, I want to see like real women in suits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, yes. So we're shifting more. We have all of it. We just haven't.
0: It, it well, it takes there. a lot. Yeah. So yeah. do you got, and this, you might've covered this a little bit, but like, you know, branding is, is such a big thing. Is that what you do? Yes. Yeah. So you got, you came up with the colors, the feel, the vibe. So we've had some help along the
1: way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the beauty of being in the industry for so long is there are people that you've worked with totally. along the journey that you're like, gosh, this person's so talented and they're really good at X. Yeah. Like, let's have them come in and work with us on the project. Mm-hmm. So we worked with a really talented creative director. She actually branded Kate Spade Saturdays back in the day and came up with their logo, all of like the graphics. Mm-hmm. I'm not a graphic designer. Um her name's Allison Aver. She's in Portland now. She has her own little shop and she did the stylist logo. and oh, cool. Color palette. Um, obviously you're, you're talking to three women with big opinions. Yeah, <laughs> so right. thank you, Allison and bless you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we tried to keep it very tight, um, across the board from like a color palette and, font perspective and then we worked with a development agency to develop out our initial content like our videos and our website it's awesome new york and we loved them too and now we're kind of at the point to go back to the investor conversation where we're like
0: we have to say goodbye to all of you yeah. and the bird
1: needs to fly out of the nest on yeah. their own cuz the bird can't afford to keep yeah. flying
0: yeah i mean <laughs> and i right. don't think people get it so much you know like just to speak to the business here like people come in they have an experience they have the class blah blah, blah yeah. and i'm like you know somebody's stocking that toilet paper yeah. and somebody's like posting on instagram and it's yeah. not it's not me you know and yeah. like it, there's a you know there's a lot that goes into just buying a bathing suit or buying you yeah. know taking a class and yeah I think it's so interesting for people to get to hear that you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work like There's you said it's not
1: Oz behind the wizard totally I just said that but it's so funny my Chrissy and Joanne <laughs> called me the other day like did you make that phrase up I'm like no isn't that from the wizard of Oz like the Oz behind the wizard they're like is it the wizard behind the Oz or is that even just not I even thought a it was
0: the <laughs> the guy behind the what is the curtain the curtain wasn't that the wizard yeah
1: so no, I don't not know. The wizard behind That Oz.
0: movie is weird. It is weird. <laughs> If you go back and anyway. anyway, I watched it with my kids recently, I was like, "This shit is whack. <laughs>
1: I'm happy to be strong and wrong. The uh, There's a lot of ahs <laughs> behind the wizards yes. um, to get everything done. Yeah. And you don't realize that. And that's also why, you know, I don't think the three of us can fully take credit for anything. Like, obviously, the brand, driving the business, all of that. But, like, there are so many other people that help us yeah. that we're grateful to have Same. at our disposal.
0: I could not agree more. I was just talking to my staff this morning I was just like this is an us thing you know like I could not this is couldn't do it
1: yeah so I always like laugh when someone's like I built this I did this Mm -hmm. it's just like you know like I was saying about my career earlier I can't even take credit for my career if those three pivotal people never gave me a chance I wouldn't be sitting here today right so no one no one climbs a mountain on their own right and if they say they did they're lying
0: yeah I always tell my class that I'm like if you say you're not healing from something you're telling yourself a lie so we'll get yeah. there. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This thank was awesome. You. I'm so excited um, to actually check it out. Carter was like, you're going to freaking love this. So I'm going to check it out. Tell, you can come
1: to my garage.
0: I will come to your garage. <laughs> um, I'll do a fashion show for you. Um, tell our listeners where they can find you, your website, Instagram, whatever you guys have.
1: So our website is www.stylist.com. And stylist is spelled S like Sam, T like Thomas, Y like Yahoo, L like Liba. E like elephant, S like Sam, T like Thomas, stylist. And we're at stylist on Instagram. And I think those are probably the the two best places to find us. You can also email us if you're on the website and you're like, "Ah, I would love some help.
0: Mm -hmm. We have an
1: email address, getstyled at stylist.com. That will come to Joanne, Chrissy, and I. And we'll put together looks for you, send you links.
0: And you said there's a seven-day.
1: There's a seven-day free trial. So your card is not charged until seven days after the box arrives at your house. amazing. Free shipping and returns. So it's really sounds like a no brainer. Yeah. It's just easier to try things on in your house. Get two sizes if you're not sure. Yep. um, Or email us and we can help figure it out.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, You guys share this with all of your friends, all your mom friends, all your female lady friends, Uh, rate us, review us, and we will see you next week.